It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, a licensed nutritionist and a certified nutrition specialist. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. You know, we have a life-changing story to share today. So if you know someone who is struggling with an eating disorder, or maybe a parent who is worried about their son or daughter's eating or lack of eating, give them a call and have them tune in because we're going to look at the brain-gut connection to an eating disorder. Joining me as our co-host today is Leah Wetzel, who is also a licensed nutritionist and a certified nutrition specialist. (laughs) And Leah was appointed to the Board of Dietetics and Nutrition Practice by Governor Dayton this year. mm -hmm, And she was, she's also has an active little boy named Oliver. He's very active. (laughs) So Leah's a busy mom. She's a busy nutritionist. So welcome to the show, Leah. Thanks, Dar. It's great to be here today with you in the studio. So let let me explain the function of the board. Mm-hmm. The, people often wonder about that. They do. They do. The Board of Dietetics and Nutrition Practice is a state board whose main responsibility is to protect the public from harm. And I believe, as does the board, that anyone giving nutrition advice especially to somebody with an eating disorder, must be trained and meet the requirements to be licensed and be a licensed nutritionist or a dietitian. And uh, this process takes, as we know, like seven mm-hmm. to eight years of education and training. So it's people coming out of, the, uh, you know, the, becoming licensed in the state really know the practice and, and know how to give, you know, quality advice. Exactly. And so nutrition is really, you know, a very complex topic, as we're going to talk about today. So I think maybe our listeners have all had time to call their friends. So I have the privilege to introduce our guest, who truly has a life-changing story. You know, some of our listeners, they love when we talk about life-changing stories. Yes, and she has a great one. So welcome, Jennifer, to the show. It's great to be here. Before coming to Nutritional Weight and Wellness two years ago, Actually, you know, I looked it up and it was November 2012. You had experienced an eating disorder and an exercise addiction for a long, long time, hadn't you? I certainly did. Life before I came to uh, Nutritional Weight and Wellness was actually a living hell, to be honest. I uh, was exercising up to about six hours a day. Six hours a day? Yeah. And uh, I was in and out of treatment centers and trying to get therapy for about 20 years. And the thing about that was that was so sad for me to see is over those 20 years, seeing the same people coming back for treatment and seeing the age of some as young as six years old, up to 71 years old, both men and women. It was just astounding to me. So for 20 years, you've been struggling, had struggled with this. 20 years. That's amazing. Yeah. So, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, you know, I was anxious and depressed, too. I had chronic back pain. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just a mess. Yeah. So, the, you know, you went to a variety of treatment centers. What brought you to nutritional weight and wellness? 
Well, I kind of had a wake-up call. Um, I had several intestinal surgeries, two which were in early 2012, one in January, one in February. And then the stickler came when I was diagnosed with osteoporosis Mm. in October of 2012. So it's interesting, when your bones started to go, Mm -hmm. then that really woke you up. It did, and I had been listening to Dishing Up Nutrition since... You guys had first been on the air, so, so I knew, years. yeah. So when my doctor wanted to put me on the, the prescription bone medication, mm-hmm. I knew that that was a bad route to go. Yeah. And I really had um, sought in prayer about what to do, and the Lord really put it on my heart to go to nutritional weight wellness because I knew that you guys could help me. Yep. That's so, Jennifer, you know, after being doing nutritional weight and wellness eating plan and being on the program, and... You just had some pretty good news. I did. I am thrilled to report that after two years, I no longer have osteoporosis. Wow. That's so amazing. I That's a, such an important thing to share because people believe that once you're osteo, you have osteoporosis, that that's it, right? That that's you will right. always have that. But our bones are so dynamic that if you provide it with the right nutrients, it will come back. Yeah. And even at the age of 37, I was able to reverse that. And I think even somebody that's 67 can yes. reverse that. And mm-hmm. we see that. Yes. We see that all the time. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I changed my diet for one. I started eating more protein and fat that kind of webs the bones together, as mm-hmm. Doris said. Um, and I started eating that for bone support. And I started doing things um, such as bone broth. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us more about it. How do you make bone um, broth? I prefer beef bone broth bone broth and okay. I, I prefer to get grass-fed bones and I go at my co-op the butcher there will cut up some marrow bones for me they've got a lot of nutritional value um, you can get oxtail too which actually uh, according to the the butcher has um, more uh, collagen, collagen yeah. in them mm-hmm. but I usually stick to the bone marrow though they're actually half price or cost half and great less. and work yeah, great in a broth they do. Mm-hmm. and then I just add some uh, vegetables like um Carrots and celery and parsnips, a little thyme, some apple cider vinegar, yep. garlic, and uh, it's delicious. Yeah, and you just throw it into a crock pot and yep. bring it to a boil and let it go for 12 hours. I do mm-hmm. the same. I love bone broth. And it's of recent years has become kind of popular, but it's how long has that been around? Forever. Oh, forever. My forever. mother used to make yes. bone broth. And put it in soup. I mean, it's, yeah, I grew up on that. That's right. That's right. And it's really nourishing for our guts mm-hmm. and really nourishing for our bone health and on so many different things. That's I, great. I don't think people realize the number of minerals that's in bone broth. I know it. And that's why it really helped your bones. Absolutely. You know, great. It's it's great to take some key supplements, but mm-hmm. it's also it's really important to get all these minerals and nutrients from Food. That's right. And bone broth, especially if people have poor digestion, it's a great way, mm-hmm. an easy way for them to get some vital nutrients. Absolutely. Very healing to the intestinal tract. Yeah. That was actually the first motivation into to the bone broth, and I realized how much. So how often do you have the bone broth? I usually do it, make it every, I'd say once a month. I sure. freeze what I don't use, and I, um, I'll i either drink it out of a mug, which is yeah. delicious, or I'll use it as um, a base, like in a stir fry, or to reheat meat, too, is is wonderful. Excellent, excellent. Um, I also, you know, did a lot of weight-bearing exercise, a lot of weight training, which helped, and I also um, began using Pro Bono as well. Our our really great bone-building product, Mm -hmm. yeah, probably one of the best ones on the market, I Mm -hmm. think, is Pro Bono for 
changing from osteoporosis up to osteopenia up to normal bones. That's right, without having to resort to any medication That's right. to do so. Great. So a big change already has happened in only two years. Yes, that's right. And at the beginning of the show, we were t- you know, starting to talk about this, bu- this gut-brain connection. Jennifer, tell listeners how an unhealthy gut affects your brain chemistry. Well, as a baby, I was severely colicky. Um, because I'm a twin, I was born a little bit prematurely. Uh, and I was on antibiotics as a child. And when I first went in to see Romaine at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, she had taught me, and I learned that 90% of your serotonin is made in the small intestine. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And I had gone almost my whole life on very low, if very little serotonin. Also, GABA and dopamine are also made in the small intestine. So, you know, you were, you had colic as a baby, mm-hmm. and so you were... Uh, you had mentioned before that we went on air that you were on antibiotics for like a kidney infection. Is yeah, that? I had I had a lot of kidney and bladder infections as a child. Okay, so multiple and, use of antibiotics. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, when you ate something, then how did you feel? I did not feel good. I I would get a lot of pain, gut pain, bloating. Uh, you know, and the only thing I discovered over time that relieved that pain was exercise. Exercise really helped that pain to go away. And at the same time, exercise helped my brain. I would get the endorphin rush and, you know, that would help being that I was lacking all that serotonin. And, uh, you know, in eating disorder treatment, you know, I would still have the gut pain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the more gut pain I had, the more I exercised after treatment. I would still continue to exercise, and uh, it became a compulsive habit. So yeah. let's just kind of, let's just think about this. Let's just stop there a minute and trace that. So you were on, you were colicky as a baby. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you didn't have good digestion from no. the very beginning. Mm-mm. And then you were put on more antibiotics, you were put on antibiotics. Yes. So then you even had poor digestion, more trouble digesting Mm -hmm. foods. And then you started, because you were eating probably what, like cereal and things like that? Oh yeah. I loved carbohydrates. I loved, you know, I'm Italian. I made, I love (laughs) bread and pasta and Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you started having gut pain. Yes. And so then you decide, oh, if you, when you exercised, you had less gut pain. That's right. And then one, one hour, half an hour started getting into an hour and then two hours and then mm-hmm. three hours and then six yeah. hours. Yeah. And it was like an obsessive behavior. Yeah. It was just a routine for me. Eat a meal, feel lousy, go to the gym, feel better. Eat a meal, feel lousy, go to the gym, feel better. It's just a never ending thing. But yeah. Cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it wasn't really an emotional issue, was it? No, I don't believe it was. I mean, at the time I questioned that and I was depressed and I had a lot of anxiety sure. because I wasn't making those good brain chemicals. In, yeah, in your gut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll continue this discussion. We have to take a break. Okay. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Today we are discussing the nutrition connection to eating disorder. Over 24 million people in the U.S. suffer from an eating disorder so and only 1 in 10 will receive treatment. Anorexia is one of the leading causes of death. Jennifer, who struggled with anorexia, anorexia and compulsive overexercising, is in the studio with us sharing her remarkable story of recovery and hope. Questions for us about eating disorders, please call us in the studio at 651 641 
1071. At the end of a busy day, it can be tough to get motivated to get out the door for another obligation. And once you're cozy at home, who wants to go back out? But you still want to work on ways to feel better, and nutritional weight and wellness can make that easier. Right now, their popular Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods class is available online, so you can balance your time, too. This class shows you how to use real food to reduce negative moods, increase energy, improve memory, and manage stress. And did I mention it's delicious? Get the same breakthrough coursework taught by the experts at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, but from your home and on your schedule. Find how to feel better with the Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods class and do it in your slippers and sweatpants. Sign up today. Go to weightandwellness.com and register in a snap. It's online learning from Nutritional Weight and Wellness that helps you balance your time, too. Go to weightandwellness.com. What are you waiting for? Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We are discussing the gut-brain connection to eating disorders. You know, about 25 years ago, when I was teaching children with autism, the theory for the cause was psychological or emotional, such as a lack of attachment by the mother. Today, we know that was a rather silly theory. We also know it is a brain or a neurological problem And Dr. David Perlmutter, author of The Grain Brain, finds many brain issues are connected to inflammation. Mm -hmm. You know, not only autism, eating disorders, Alzheimer's, all those different things. You know, a variety of reasons. Maybe somebody's had a virus, maybe a bacteria, or maybe it is a food sensitivity that can create this brain inflammation. The gut-brain connection is really one of the basic reasons many have brain inflammation. Mm -hmm. For many, when the irritating food is removed, and we think in terms of irritating foods often is soy. Yep. Irritating foods certainly often is gluten, Mm -hmm. dairy, Dairy. MSG, Mm -hmm. those things. And then what happens is the inflammation is reduced and suddenly the brain starts to work. And I think Jennifer is just a... Perfect example of that. Yes. Yeah. So when nutritionists are working with eating disorder clients, our goal is to reduce inflammation and balance that by brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the younger the client, the quicker it is to help them rebalance. And Jennifer talked about earlier seeing a lady that was 71. Mm-hmm. It's more difficult as people get older yep. to rebalance that brain chemistry. So you know, I'd rather work with a six-year. Well, no, I'd rather work anybody. But yes, I mean, it's going to be easier. Easier yes, to work. With it's a amazing six- how quickly you can turn around things with kids. Yes. Yeah. So we really specialize in helping clients with eating disorders rebalance, and really have the success that Jennifer has had. So if you have questions for Jennifer today, she's a wealth of knowledge. She is. You know, give us a call here at the studio at six five one six four one one zero seven one. Because I think her story sounds almost magical. It does. And you had, when we were talking um, before the show, you had said one of the first things that you had noticed was changes in your brain chemistry, right? It, you know, it didn't take long. Actually, I was shocked at how quickly my my brain chemistry changed. Like how quickly was that for you? It was within a couple weeks. Wow. It was like this fog was lifted from my brain. And I started to feel what feeling quote unquote normal was like. Mm. Um you know, everything seemed 
I don't know. I mean, it just, life was real. Yeah. And I became freer and freer of this awful, awful disease. Well, I think it's sort of like, you know, we were talking about inflammation. We were talking about brain inflammation. Mm-hmm. And I think what happened is you took away some of the foods that were irritating you and, irrita- and creating more inflammation in your brain. Mm-hmm. And suddenly everything started working. It's sort of like if you've had a, ever had a sprained ankle. And you wake up one morning and suddenly that sprain has healed enough so that you can walk on it again. Yeah. It's, it's, it happens like overnight. Yeah, totally. But it's been a slow process. Yes. And suddenly you start realizing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, before when we, before break, we were talking about, you know, being on antibiotics and some of those things. Mm-hmm. So let's, I think people have a hard time connecting that, that antibiotics might have set all this up for you. Mm-hmm. So let's continue yeah. our discussion. Yeah. So how, like, for how would that come to be? So we understand that the intestinal health is so important, especially as nutritionists. It's very logical for us, like, after a few rounds of antibiotics, that you did not have any of that beneficial bacteria available to your digestive tract and, through, you know, for your body to be able to digest foods properly. And at the end, the result, you had painful bloating and cramps at every time you that you ate, That's right? That's right. Yeah. And the first step to quiet down an eating disorder is to treat the intestinal tract with beneficial bifidobacteria. But really, Jennifer, you had been missing that beneficial bacteria even... From birth, because you had colic. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. So we know that's a sign of mm-hmm. poor gut health. Mm-hmm. Very much, yeah. And, you know, b- babies get, you know, they get bifidobacteria as they move through the birth canal and they're breastfed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes mom doesn't even have enough yeah. bifidobacteria. That's right. So it's then in the baby- breast milk. It's not coming through the breast milk. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so then they have, babies have colic. Mm-hmm. So... That's right. And, it, you know, and oftentimes today, as, as um, we're talking about, your, like you're a twin. And oftentimes today, twins are born C-section. Yes. So they're not getting that beneficial bacteria through the birth canal. And, you know, two, in some scenarios, less lack of breastfeeding. So they're not getting the, through the breast milk or the mom doesn't have enough to pass on to the baby. I think it would be really interesting to do a research study to see the effect of that the C-section birth and lack of breastfeeding and mental health, you know, and as we know that, you know, there definitely can be connections to um, positive connections to breastfeeding and emotional health. If if there's connections with that and C-sections and lack of breastfeeding with eating disorders. You know, it's so some, you know, so, so, but you know, the reality of, of, of it is, is that, Sometimes we have to have C-section. That's right. That they're they're necessary in, ca- in some cases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people can't breastfeed. Yeah. But we know that even babies and teenagers and adults can take the bacteria, the good ben- beneficial bacteria that they're missing, called bifidobacteria. Yep. Which and, is the dominant bacteria in breast milk. Exactly. Yeah. So I think if more people had this information less people would have to suffer with eating disorders. Yeah. When we don't, that less ba- babies don't have to suffer with colic. That's right. If they start getting some bifidobacteria. That's right. That's so. right. So we have a caller. Oh, okay. Well, we should take a caller yeah. then. 
Robin, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us today? Yes. Um, uh, you have to excuse me. I just kind of woke up. I've been up a lot. Um, my, I'm taking care of my father. Mm-hmm. And um, I have been a, a caregiver as profession. And I'm noticing the same thing with my father as a lot of seniors is that um, some of them, they get uh, elderly and they get very thin. I'm talking especially about these men. Yes. And um, I've taken him to the doctor, and the doctor says, well, feed him. And I, I am, but he's just not gaining weight, and it's awfully frightening to me. Um, I feed him, and he eats, but it just doesn't seem to be gaining weight. Well, I mean, are you feeding him enough protein, you know, to make muscle? And like Jennifer said, even bone, you have to have enough protein. So, And I know that what happens sometimes as people get older, they would prefer to eat things that have sugar in them, yeah, yeah. the yeah. carbs, yeah. and they lose that interest in protein. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, I think like, you know, we recommend for women at least 12 ounces of protein a day. We recommend kind of 14 men. They need more, yeah. you know, 16, 17, 18. So that's probably a lot of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, because- and of course, fat. I mean, yeah. you know, good, healthy fat is important. If- so. And for him, too, it might be if he is having a hard time eating a lot of food, it's probably best maybe in soups or stews or something broken down so it's easy for him to digest that protein. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got the added problem. He did have a heart attack. And so um, the doctor's saying, well, with his weight, um, with the way he looks, you could feed, at his age, you could feed him anything. He can take ice cream and all this stuff. Yeah. But now I'm starting to notice that he's got those dark red marks under his eyes yeah no and that's you know he has to have healthy yeah good food yeah. like probably like 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 he grew up on and so just go back to making the beef stews for yeah. him you know that's a great Jennifer, does, you're, yeah you're, does he have an appetite uh yeah oh he does okay so that's not the problem yeah okay so just sodium yeah just go ahead and he oh. needs some sodium you yeah. know he really does need some sodium Oh, okay. So, you know, get sea salt and yes. use that because that's got good minerals in it. And when you're making homemade soups with good sea salt, that's that's the perfect amount of sodium for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Okay, a little sea salt. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Okay. okay. I've been just so afraid of the whole diet thing altogether that I'm just, I don't know what to be giving him. Well, I think go with your intuition. Know, know what is the right thing to do. Yeah, real food. So, real food, yes. Yep. Yeah. Lots of it. That's right. <laughs> and protein. And, yes, protein. and protein. Yep. Okay. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So, Jennifer, let's go back to your story. Mm-hmm. You started... You know, actually, what? we'll go back to it after break. Oh, I'm sorry. Already? Yeah, already. Uh, all right. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Leah Wetzel, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist, and we are here in the studio with our very special guest, Jennifer Schmidt. And who is sharing her story of recovery from an eating disorder and overexercising. We understand it is very important for a person with an eating disorder to receive ongoing nutritional therapy, vitamins and minerals. Um, oops, I lost my... <laughs> deficiency. Yes, deficiency. <laughs> oh, It's okay. really a problem with yeah, clients you. with an eating disorder. There, Leah found it. Yes, I found it. Sorry. (laughs) Some critical supplements to be adding in uh, for eating disorders are vitamin D3, B12, folic acid, magnesium glycinate, 
calcium, vitamin C, and vitamin K. And of course, probiotics like bifidobacteria and alglutamine and omega-3 and DHA fat are also very important. Questions for us, please give us a call in the studio at 651-641-107. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, we are teaching some very important classes next month. We are teaching Gut Reaction, Restore Digestive Health in Lakeville. And that's going to be December 8th from 630 to 830. And then we're teaching Nutrition for Young Adults in North Oaks on December 15th. And that starts at 5 o'clock. These are great classes to keep you on track. And I believe we're also teaching the Vitamin and Mineral class. Yeah, and I'm teaching may, one of those. Okay, you're yeah. teaching it. Well, I'm coming up. In the yes. Weekend. Yep. And um, so if you want to sign up for one of those classes, call 651-699-3438. Or you can go to our website, weightandwellness.com. And let's get back to Jennifer's story. What happened as things went along, Jennifer? Well, uh, as time went on, I just got sicker and sicker over the years. Uh, My pain increased. I had higher anxiety. The pain was mostly back pain. Uh, and then I developed more obsessive compulsive behaviors. Um, basically, I things became intolerable to me. Uh, if my routines were disrupted, I became very agitated. Mm. Um, I I don't even think I was very pleasant to be around. And then you were in and out of treatment, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, you know, basically in and out of treatment and you have this feeling of failure, this shame mm-hmm. and this guilt that I, I know anyone listening who has either suffered from an eating disorder or knows someone who has suffered from an eating disorder, you're really clouded in, the, in this guilt and shame because you feel like a failure. You've been in treatment repeatedly and you're not getting better. And it's, it's very it, costly. Isn't that interesting? Because if you've had a heart attack and you ha- end up having another heart mm-hmm. attack, you don't feel guilt and shame no, from that. right. But you feel guilt and shame oh, yes. from having an eating disorder. Absolutely. And you said it, it's so it's not really covered by insurance treatment very much. It is. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. But it's very, very costly. Okay. Very expensive. Wow. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, sitting with you here today, mm-hmm. like you really do not appear that you have, you're not anxious. No. You don't look like you have any pain. I mean, you no. look really good. No, thank yeah. you. You know, again, I was so shocked at how fast the pain and anxiety went away. I think my back pain started to go away within about a month, too, of after eating the, the weight and wellness way. Wow. That's and amazing. That, that's another connection that people don't make, that possibly their back pain oh, yeah. is and coming. How, how long did you have that back pain? Prior to going, mm-hmm. um, I'd say probably close to three years of having an ice pack on my back every single evening. Wow. Yeah, and it was it was kind of like getting a whole new brain and a whole new body. That's amazing. Healing. It's just incredible. So I know when you came into Nutritional Weight and Wellness, our nutritionist had you eating protein, healthy fat, vegetable carbs several times a day. But there were certain foods that she really knew that you couldn't tolerate. So well, what yeah. was that? Well, she explained to me that grains are hard to digest. Uh, so there was obviously no more cereal or crackers or bowl of pasta even the gluten-free yes. kinds, those were still very inflammatory to me. And, you know, as a result, I had less belly pain and I felt more relaxed. That's hmm. great. That's great. So what other foods did she suggest that you should not eat? 
Well, you know, over time, I found that I felt better um, with also not eating dairy products. So, you know, excluding the milk, cheese, cottage cheese, um, because she told me that for many people, dairy products are also hard to digest. Mm-hmm. And I, I also found soy. Yeah. Soy is extremely hard for me to digest. Well, it's extremely hard for a lot of people. Yes, to all of those foods. Yes. Mm-hmm. The grains, the dairy, the soy. Yeah. So before when I ate, you know, cereal and skim milk, I would have an instant gut ache. Mm. And then, which therefore gave me stress and anxiety. It made me realize that an eating disorder is a gut brain problem. Yeah. Isn't it very empowering once you discovered that? Oh, yes. It took away that guilt and shame. Yeah. That's what's so great. You know, it's yeah. a biochemical problem. And treating it as just a psychological problem, it just doesn't help as much as one would like or one would think. Yeah. I believe you have to get the food right first and then... If you've got some psychological or, you know, behavioral troubles, that therapy can possibly help there, too. Yeah. I think that and that makes so much sense, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It does. It get is. the food right. Get your gut right. That's right. And then other therapy can really help. Exactly. Right. Now, in my case, I didn't even need to go there. I didn't even need to get additional therapy. That's okay. Great. We have some callers. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Callers, callers. Harry, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us today? I uh, have more of a comment. I uh, oh, sure. really appreciate your program again today. Uh, my daughter is a doctor of psychology at the Eating Disorder Clinic and Methodist Hospital for many years now. Mm-hmm. And boy, would I like for her to hear this. Yeah. I agree. That's one <laughs> of the reasons too. that we have this show on today. You know, sometimes <laughs> doctors, I mean, they're very, very knowledgeable and they're great to, that and, we have those available, but sometimes they're not really too open to other um, modalities. So mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know if you would have the desire to reach out to that facility. I, I actually have. Have you? I have oh, I, not the, I've reached out to the dietitians in many eating disorder clinics around the Twin Cities. I've mm-hmm. sat down with them. I've talked to them. Mm-hmm. Are um, they accepting? Uh, unfortunately, not, not really, not in a lot of cases. That's okay. sad. So, well, that's what but, your listeners need to hear then. You yeah. know, <clears throat> even though they might bring it up, they might not uh, be welcomed with <laughs> the direction that they want to go, and they mm-hmm. might have to step out on their own like you did. So mm-hmm. I guess that's pretty powerful yeah. information for them to know. So. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, we really appreciate your call this morning because this was one of our goals for the show. Is <laughs> to, and it was easier it, for me to say it than you, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so Bye. much. Have a great day. Yeah. <laughs> We have one more call. All right. Interesting. Very nice. Mary, thanks for the call today. Do you have a question for us? Uh, yes, I have a question. I've been eating the weight and wellness way for, ooh, gosh, maybe four years, and I am so sold on it, and it has increased my um, my uh, brain uh, fog is gone, uh, arthritis is gone, all that. The question, though, is about a granddaughter, two-month-old granddaughter who is, probably colicky and my daughter is breastfeeding but this this poor baby has had um blood in in her stool Mm. and they've done some medical stuff that looks like everything is coming out okay but they made her quit nursing for about 10 days and put her on this awful awful Mm. stuff that had i looked at the ingredients it had Soy and yeah. all kinds of other things. The and formulas it, are not good. Yeah. It did not. It did not help, and there was still blood in her yeah. stool. And um, so my daughter went back to nursing her because she had been pumping. Sure. Meanwhile, she's tried to eliminate milk from her yes. diet. Um, 
Is there a, can babies this young get have bifido? Um, yes, yes. That I highly suggest that um, that she starts her on bifido, um, and you can give it like day one bifidobacteria, and you just kind of get it in however that works for the baby. Sometimes wetting the finger and and just dipping it in a, you know the bifidobacteria and giving it in the mouth. That can work really well. I've had actually uh, several clients with babies that had bloody stool, and it's the mo- you got to make sure the mom is addressing the diet. And 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 in most of those cases, it was dairy, and pulling out the dairy from the mom's diet uh, helped the baby, too. So gluten and dairy, I think, are good things to investigate for the mom as far as maybe looking to eliminate them from her diet while she also gives. The bifidobacteria, and I would, I would work up to you know eighth of a teaspoon three times a day for the baby, um, and that will help a lot. Okay. Yep. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for the call because yeah. I think a lot of parents are struggling with this colic thing. Yes. And other issues, and it's they're so easy to solve sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we have a great bifidobacteria powder at our office um, that I that works really well. So. And you know, for just other listeners, bifidobacteria is just a probiotic. Mm-hmm. It's something that's healthy. It's in breast milk. It's easy. Yeah, it's in it. Yeah, it's really easy for us all to incorporate and yes. digest. I'll be so. on it for life. Yes, that's right. That's <laughs> well, right. All of us, because right. we know it reduces that's the risk right. of colon cancer. Well, it's break time again. Well, all right. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We are pleased to announce that we have we are offering a special gift certificate for classes and counseling in December. When you buy a $100 gift certificate, you will actually receive a gift certificate for $125. So that's $25 free. This is a great gift for parents, for friends, for sisters, for brothers, for any loved one or friend that you know could use um, the, uh, the nutritional advice. So you buy $200 gift certificates and you actually receive a $250 gift certificate and that's $50 free. That's $250 for $200. And this would pay for a two-hour nutritional consultation with one of our nutritionists. Health is a great gift that you can you know, really be a great gift to give. Call our office at 651 651- Six nine nine three four three eight, or buy one online at weightandwellness.com. If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low-carb or low-fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering My Talk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best for information on other services at nutritional weight and wellness call 651-699-3438 well welcome back to dishing up nutrition you know we want to thank jennifer for sharing her amazing recovery story and we're going to keep talking about it but if you have a child or you know maybe you're struggling with 
an eating disorder, you know, please set up an appointment with one of the nutritionists at Nutritional Weight and Wellness because we, we really understand the gut-brain connection. And we understand brain biochemistry and how to rebalance it. In fact, there's, you know, just a little bit of information that I want to share this morning that a lot of people don't know. You know, a sign of zinc deficiency is a lack of appetite. Mm-hmm. And so that happens. So when zinc is low, you just don't want to eat. This happens in adults and it happens in older people and it is linked to anorexia. Often just supplementing with a good quality zinc restores hunger. I usually start with a liquid zinc because it's easy to absorb. The sooner the treatment is started, the quicker the recovery. You know, next week, tune in because we've had this request. People want to know about the hidden dangers of artificial sweeteners. So Kate and Brenna, they're going to talk about sugar blues and the hidden dangers of artificial sweeteners. That'll be a great show. And Jennifer. Yes. You have, you know, some great information to share about how people can find more about you. Yes, absolutely. If anybody wants to contact me um, after the show, anytime I'm on Facebook and Twitter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Facebook, you can just find me by my name, Jennifer Schmid, S-C-H-M-I-D. And uh, my Twitter handle is um, Jen Schmid 7, J-E-N-S-C-H-M-I-D and the number 7. Okay. Great. Excellent. And if people need that, they can always contact us and we'll give it out again. So, yes. So, you know, um, we talked about um, other foods for a lot of people that are hard to digest. And mm-hmm. we kind of talked about this. Yes. We know that soy products soy, are hard. Soy, gluten. And bad fats. Yep. Eggs for some people. Yep. Even a- apples for some people. Yep. You know, there's so much research and science connected your gut health to your brain. Yes. So low-fat, high-carb foods such as cereal, toast, peanut butter yes, are very difficult and stressful foods. They're difficult to digest. They are. They are. And Jennifer, I know you said that you had struggled with an eating disorder for 20 years, but within a few weeks, by changing the food that you ate and taking some key supplements like that probiotic bifidobacteria, and the DHA, which is uh, crucial for our brain fat, you no longer had pain in your stomach, so you were not afraid to eat. Your brain started to heal, and your anxiety was reduced, and no longer had the compulsion to overexercise. And frankly, Jennifer, I think a lot of listeners who really are struggling themselves with an eating disorder find your story really hard to believe. I agree. I agree. You know, I wish I had known about the gut-brain connection 20 years ago because I wouldn't have developed osteoporosis or needed several intestinal surgeries. And that's why I want to share my story. I, I want to be encouraging to people out there struggling. You know, Dar has always said that nutrition and biochemical balance is so logical, yes. so simple, but at the same time, it's so complex because we are all so different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought this would be a lifelong struggle because that's kind of what we're taught in eating disorder treatment centers. And, you know, <laughs> I just figured that I, my life would continue to decline, but I can tell you that I'm free of this. And, you know, I've had success now for two full years after 20 years of struggling. That's great. And Jennifer, as you practice your nutrition today, what are some important or even critical strategies for you to use to maintain your health? Well, I need to consume animal protein at least five times a day. Mm. And I balance that with healthy fats and, and carbohydrates, such as vegetables and things like that. But for me to consume food 
you know, at least every three to four hours is is very, very important. Yeah. You know, I think one of the things that you were both saying, because Leah, you're going to go off and teach a class. Yes. And Jennifer, you've got an appointment after this show. And you both brought snacks, didn't you? That's oh, yeah. Right. Oh, I yeah. Have to. Mm-hmm. Yep. So is that another key thing that you do, Jennifer, is, you know, some of the planning and... Absolutely. I plan out all my meals and snacks, sometimes a week or two in advance, um, you know, and that helps balance my blood sugar. It keeps my gut and brain balanced. And, you know, I also really prioritize sleep and drinking a lot of water. Um, and yoga has been really helpful for me, too. That's great. So, but Leah, <laughs> now this is kind of how you live your life and you're yeah. not recovering from an eating disorder. No, right? So it's it's very much transferable to, to everybody. It is. Yeah. And I mean, I think we all live this type of life. We do, yeah. So it isn't unusual to plan out your food. That's right. To keep your blood sugar balanced, you have to think about it. Mm-hmm. It takes some prep and planning. Yes. But, you know, having practiced this now for, you know, eight years eating the nutrition and weight and wellness way. It's just what I do. Like it's, it, you know, initially you need to take some effort to kind of develop those habits, but I don't even think about it. It's just part of my routine. Mm-hmm. So I always have something, if I'm out, I always have something available to me if I know I need to eat. It's, it's very important. And I think that's what we teach. And we kind of help people gradually get into that planning and eating. And we don't expect people to walk in and start eating this way immediately because right. that would be scary for a lot of mm-hmm. people with mm-hmm. eating disorders. So we start very gently and help them do it step by step. Yes. That's right. And I think what one key thing that you had mentioned was that you eat animal protein five yes. times a day. And for somebody with an eating disorder, they need to do that because that's providing the building blocks in their gut mm-hmm. to make their brain chemistry, you know, provides those amino acids plus that bacteria, that mm-hmm. good bacteria. That's how you make serotonin. Yep. And Absolutely. so you eating that animal protein five times a day, very quickly you discovered that you started to feel that brain fog lift. Exactly. That was the serotonin from all the good animal yeah, protein. That you were eating. Mm-hmm. And But I think the other thing that when you started to realize or you just did it because your nutritionist said, you know, give up the cereal for breakfast and mm-hmm. give up the milk in the cereal. And suddenly you didn't have that inflamed intestinal yeah, tract. that's right. And you felt like eating a little bit of egg or a little bit of meat, and mm-hmm. it was okay. Yeah, my hunger was restored. You mm-hmm. know, when yeah. I healed my gut, my, my hunger was restored. And as I felt better and better, it was easier and easier to be you know, to motivated just to stay on track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And now you're able to do that, and too, and talking about the exercise piece, that you're able to exercise healthily without over-exercising, right? That's right. right. And what are you doing now? Now, you know, I I do a lot of strength training with weights and uh, love yoga. Yeah. And and I may take one, you know, I love my Zumba once a week, but that's about it for cardiovascular at this point. before that was a main focus, right? Exactly. Exactly. For hours. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's excellent. That's great. So, you know, when we stop, because when we started out your story before, you know, an hour ago, mm-hmm. you had really had a change in your bone strength yes. and bone density. Mm-hmm. And so you were actually, you had actually been tested and had really osteoporosis for your bones at one point. That's right. And now that's gone. Now that's gone. I'm so thrilled to say that. Yeah. 
Well, just amazing. It's super so, amazing. Jennifer, tell tell your your uh, Facebook page again. Uh, you can find me just put in the search Jennifer Schmidt S C H M I D. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.